0: The date is Friday, November 26th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. On this episode, we're talking to illustrator and animator Ward Jenkins. During his decades-long career, he's helped make shows like My Little Pony, Ada Twist Scientist, Aquatine Hunger Force, and illustrated many children's books. So enjoy!
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite show on the internet, encapsulating all things entertainment.
2: Let's entertain this. It's entertain this. I'm in a weird mood today. I'm sorry.
1: As always, I'm (laughs) Alex, and I'm not forgetting to say my name this time.
2: (laughs) I'm Michael. And I'm Nick. Oh, gosh.
1: (laughs) I feel so stressed starting the show every week because I've messed (laughs) it up in so many unique and beautiful ways, (laughs) and every time you guys are like, hey... You didn't do this. Hey, this guy <laughs> cut. Hey, this is never uniform. I'm like, I'm trying so hard. Uh, my the new year is coming up. It's almost December and my new year's resolution is going to be to make a concise and organized cold open for this show every <laughs> week. I will get it right. I will get it tight. And I don't know another thing that rhymes with those words, but it'll be it'll be it'll light. be no. <laughs> It'll be, be right. light.
3: It'll
1: be It'll right. be tight. That thing's dying. Uh, so it's the end of the month. We all we all know it. We love it. Thanksgiving mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was technically yesterday for those of you who are listening to when this released. Um, so I hope you guys had a lovely Thanksgiving. I hope you're spending time with your family. Hope you're still feeling full and you decided, I'm full and sleepy and I just ate a turkey that has existed for at least 24 hours. I'm going to take a nap. But first, I'm going to listen to these boys ramble for a good hour. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and we always do appreciate that. But it being the end of the month, let us not stray away from formula. Boys, we have a very special guest today. Ooh, baby. Um, and... You know, we got to give it up to our fact checker, Chloe, who has once again hit us with the hookup on the <laughs> fantastic guest that she has been able uh-huh. to provide. Uh, let us not forget, she was the one who introduced us to our friend from the circus. Uh, the, yeah. The, the juggler. And now, once again, <laughs> she has uh, she has struck. So who says lightning can't strike the same place twice? But without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to a friend of the show, a friend of friends of the show, Mister Ward Jenkins. Woo! Hey. hey, hey, we did Ward, it! Guys? We did it! <laughs> it doing? worked out great. Yeah, we made it. Um, Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. Ward. It's such a, such a pleasure to have you on to talk about your uh, great career that you've built throughout the years and all the awesome things that you've done. <laughs> career in, <laughs> in uh, quotes. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> great in quotations, not career in quotations. That's my bad.
2: Yeah. You um, have multiple recognizable entries on IMDB. That is yeah. great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to make stuff up for my IMDB page. Just to even get on
4: there. <laughs> you IMDb? Yeah. Apparently uh, I, I did one of those, uh, you know, because we all do that, um, self, uh, know promoting thing i was like well maybe i can get a blue check on twitter apparently you have to have at least 50 entries
1: like 50 tweets yeah uh
4: 50 entries in uh imdb like uh whatever each item is not just you have to have like at least 50 shows or something or yeah that's crazy or uh, or maybe it might be um so i think i have like i mentioned um earlier we were talking was uh, i have like nine episodes of my little pony Friendship is magic, and um, hmm. so that it would count as nine okay. toward the fifty. So, ah, uh, okay, yeah. Well, now not, you, not you, not you like, can add in this yeah.
1: show, luckily. <laughs> so. so that's one I more. Thank on to you. I'll
4: put that at the top. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for at having the, me at the for top that because reason. it's most recent, not most prestigious, of course.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we've already kind of hinted to what you do and why we brought you on. But do you want to go ahead and let our listeners know kind of what your whole Stees is what you're what you're up to what you're uh, doing
4: well i'm still trying to figure that out god bless <laughs> we're more, learning something yeah. new about ourselves every day ward <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah i'm about to actually my birthday is well this will be after my birthday but right currently right now it's before my birthday it's uh, on the on the on wednesday i'll be turning 53 so wow. in those every 53 day. years i've had um at least over 25 years of uh experience in uh, as a professional Um, started animating. I got a degree in illustration. Um, but of course my last year, uh, as we all do as students go, I don't want to go into illustration. I'll go into animation. So of course my, uh, (laughs) professor was like, you gotta be kidding me. Um, and I'm like, you should have seen this coming. Um, (laughs) and so, uh, I, this is like in 1996, so there was no internet really to kind of, there was internet, but it was just not the same as you would see it now. And so, um, I had to do my own homework, found, um, found a studio in Atlanta. I, so I grew up in Atlanta area and, uh, worked as an intern for a couple of months and then worked, started as an animator hand-drawn 2d is what we would call it, 2d hand-drawn animator. Um, and so I worked on commercials and, um, then I started as, in 2000 as a, uh, animation director um for primal screen um worked on a lot of stuff for cartoon network uh, mostly pr- broadcast or what we do like as ids or promotional stuff mm-hmm. nothing like show wise uh, but we did animate a lot of characters from the shows um and then um was a director for a couple years uh did know worked at uh Leica. I worked at Leica studios, um, for about a year and a half, at, uh, in the commercial division, uh, yeah, directed more commercials. And then, um, then all of a sudden I, uh, I was like, go from there, but then I did, I did a left turn, went back into illustration, started illustrating children's books. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing from, uh, so that was around 2008. So since then I've been a freelancer since, and just now, uh, it's weird how it's kind of come back around into the animation world. I'm doing, uh, I, I just I'm a, now a storyboard artist for several shows. Um, didn't did, did, done some work through uh, Brownback uh, Films that they're a, based out of uh, Dublin, and so it's nice to be able to work remotely. So like basically last year didn't really bother me. I'm like I was still working. <laughs> thankfully, yeah, yeah. I was already doing well, I was already doing the Zoom thing before Zoom became a thing. Um, so it was actually kind of like uh, that whole thing. I've, I've done that. been there, done that. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, so it's, it has been really nice. Uh, and it, occasionally, um, for a while I was also, uh, I, I'm kind of a collector of vintage old books and children's books and cookbooks and stuff. And so I have, uh, stuff that I would scan and, and post. And so back in the glory days of blogging, you know, like to early two thousands on, uh, I was, uh, I had a blog called the ward Um, and that's actually the name I used, uh, for like some of my social media stuff. And yeah, so some people might know me through that and I have like an extensive collection of old stuff. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and that, you know, it kind of definitely helped me, um, kind of forge new ground in terms of creatively looking at, um, how some of these artists from the past, uh, created their characters. And it really helped me inform, uh, you know, ways of, uh, addressing, you know, how would, how would I approach a, a character design or something, you know, or, or backgrounds. It's, it's been, it's been great. So kind of a Jack of all trades type thing. Um, uh, I still do, uh, I did release a, um, a book that I illustrated last year, terrible timing, but, um, it's actually done really well. Um, it was, uh, what was it? I have it over here. It's, uh, tales of the dairy godmother Chuck's ice cream. Ah, with, yes. And it's through the farm bureau, American foundation, um, uh, let's see, I should get this right, you know.
3: <laughs> I was going
0: to say USDA, right? Because that's the uh, only. No,
4: that's that's for grading a beef. No, it's, um, it's oh.
3: <laughs> American <laughs> it's Farm. dairy. B- what do I know? Isn't a
4: farmer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, American Farm Bureau Foundation for Agriculture, so ah, also known as the Farm Bureau. So, um, but uh, that's actually been. It's actually proven to be very successful through, of course, farming communities, but uh educational wise, it's um it's been a lot of fun to um yeah. uh, talk to kids about you know getting pooped on by a cow because that's actually what happened to me. So <laughs> and I've well, been told by the farmer when that happened, it's like now I'm an official I'm officially a farmer, so I'm like hey. that means know. the cow <laughs> likes you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Does that happen yeah. frequently? I don't know.
4: <laughs> Follow me around so. all day. No. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's been nice to kind of go back and forth with, through illustration and, and, and storyboard. Uh, so that's basically, it's funny how I, I, I used to call myself just animator, then it was like animation director. Uh, and then for a while it was just, uh, illustrator, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so now I, I officially call myself a picture, uh, children's book, picture book illustrator and, um, storybook book author. I'm sorry. Let me get that straight story. Storyboard artist. And, yes. uh, and picture book illustrator. So it's whatever. Artists. So, you know, just kind I, I, I of one of the coolest jobs anyone yeah. could have. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it's all in the eye, eye of the beholder, right? Well, yeah, from the <laughs> outside looking <laughs> in, maybe. No, actually, it is fun. I uh, th- honestly, the, the best thing is um, the responses I get, uh, especially for uh, TV shows that I've illustrated. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's, it's boarded um, and I've worked on. But also, um, when, when I get uh, sometimes I'll get photos from parents who or teachers who've like uh, you know they're reading my uh, a book I've illustrated to like a classroom and that that to me is like some of the best uh, that's actually that's definitely why I do it. I, I mm-hmm. love the, the, the response and uh, yeah I might be 50 you know something years old, but I, I definitely love to look at uh, the world through the eyes of a child and how a kid might you know uh, imagine things or what what they would like to or be curious about and so that's actually the approach i took especially with the the most recent book i illustrated is how would you know a young 10 year old boy look at you know life on a farm you know and um, his reaction so it's it's been uh, it's a lot of fun uh, with my kids now older they're like you know i have an adult daughter in college and my son is a teenager it's like you know they're, they're definitely not the, the kids that i can just sit around and, and draw and see what they're you know. They're acting, but it's you know, I'm not ready for grandkids, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Someday you'll run out of inspiration and you'll need more little yeah. feet patting around to
4: <laughs> illustrate. But not right now. No. You, I'm, had I'm a,
1: good. you had some examples of illustrations that you did on your kids that were actually pretty interesting on your website where it was like like uh a a West Coast uh oh, beach yeah. versus an east coast beach. <laughs> yeah.
4: And I thought that that was it just so really true. cool. Yeah.
1: It's absolutely
4: the truth. So, East Coast is all—it's actually uh, you're going to the beach, but at the West, it's you're going to the coast. Mm -hmm. And um, and I remember I always thought it was a weird thing. Like, you mean the beach, right? And they're like, no, no, we don't call it. I mean, yeah, there's a beach, but nobody—it's not like you're going to be laying out. It's going to be like you're going to be wearing a hoodie, and you're going to be looking for sticks and rocks and stuff, and not like you know getting some sun. <laughs> so, but, uh, cause we, uh, yeah, we lived out in Portland for when I worked at, at like, we moved out to Portland for about seven years and, um, got the West coast vibe and, mm-hmm. and loved it. We really do miss it. Um, we definitely have, um, had, uh, some great friends that we made there. Um, but basically all of our family is, east coast we decided uh it was time to move back and so I'm glad we did I'm close to um my parents and I get to see the kids and that sort of thing so it's definitely a family thing yeah uh, for for a reason for moving
1: that's that's awesome so what's what's really cool and you kind of touched on this is the fact that you have been animating from like what we kind of imagined as kids is what animating was which is like the the old Disney documentaries we saw where they yeah. would like pull out the slides and like trace yeah, over and like I was
4: flipping we we they do definitely flip so I would um, you had you got into a groove and that's actually kind of something I really miss is the uh, the actual action of putting a page between each of your fingers and you could flip five drawings across <laughs> and um I it, because you're 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 trying to get the movement right mm-hmm. and now you can do that through uh, other ways like uh, I think procreate has a mm-hmm. way you can actually, it's like what they call onion skinning
3: mm-hmm.
4: or yeah. onion skin. And so, um, it's just a different method. I just, there was something, uh, zen-like. the tactile feel. Yeah, well there's, yeah, exactly. And it was, and it was, um, and, and there's, it was a certain groove I would get into. Um, and, uh, when you're, when you get it right and you're erasing and, and drawing, redrawing and erase again. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something really just very satisfying especially when you would do make a pe- pencil test and uh, which we you know have a, a camera set up and you know, with the lights and stuff and and take you know the page down you know and then shoot it but uh, one or two frames take the next one down shoot again so and then uh, we had like some certain methods and did de- depending on the studio uh, uh but once you saw the movement and actually see your drawings come alive that was that was such a, a thrill that was that's like the total dopamine hit that's just like wow i you know when i first when that first happened when i was in um college uh i, I took a one of my classes in and um in college I, I took a like a uh it was funny it was uh non-camera techniques and so it was like he had to draw and film and stuff. Uh, but to see it move, it, it was just uh, such a thrill.
1: I am God. I have created life <laughs> on the page. It's like, <laughs> yes! it, was
4: so, it was such a moment. It really was. An, and then once I realized, um, I figured out timing. That was mm-hmm. another thing. It's almost like there, there's there been, a, as an artist, in. Um, I, I drew, like, you know, I've been drawing since I was a kid, of course, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like any other kid. Yeah. But I just kept at it there's definitely moments and I can I can still remember specific moments where actually uh like it was an aha aha moment where it's almost like a door just opened for me and one of them was when I figured out perspective.
0: A perspective is such a huge thing and people don't mm. realize that. Yeah. But like once you get you know I started out drawing cubes in college mm. like to get the the whole perspective right. thing done you draw a vanishing point way off in the distance or whatever mm. yeah. and you draw the lines to it. But People don't realize that like there's perspective, even in like, uh, things that are close to you, people, yeah, for instance, yeah. there's foreshortening in the arm, the leg, all these other yeah. things that once you completely understand it, you're like, ah, yeah, that's how yeah. people do it. That's how it, they draw the things. It
4: was, it was interesting too, when, the way this happened. Uh, I remember looking at a table and in my head, originally as kids were just a table. We're going to draw like a, a rectangle sure or square with legs you know draw all the straight lines down but i was like but i'm looking at it, i'm going noticing that the, these lines are going off into the distance mm-hmm. and it, it looks it doesn't look square or rectangle it yeah. looks like a, re, a rhombozoid or whatever you know in my head but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know saying so it was i was looking at it as i was seeing it and not as a yeah. symbol of you were a seeing table. in
1: in two dimension instead of three yeah which is interesting
4: Right. Uh, well, seen in three dimensions, not two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But it was like <laughs> it, it, the concept of a table was not important as what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Right. So you started recognizing
2: because, like the shapes within the symbols because to actually about, form right, the because picture, as kids yeah.
4: were drawing symbols. Basically, we're drawing yeah. a sun with a circle with you know rays coming off. It's of gotta it got to have the rays. Yep. And I had another moment where I remember I was coloring one time and I was like, "We used to always color the sky it was always at the top."
3: Mm-hmm. And Could I remember be, one
4: yeah. time I was like. But I see that the sky always it goes down to the ground. That's how I I remember telling my mom that. Oh, the sky goes down to the ground, mom. She's like, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, but she was (laughs) was an artist too, so she kind of knew. But it was just the way I said it, very kid like, you know. It's insightful. But uh, going back to the other aha moment for me for animation was when I I used you know with the limited knowledge I had of animation I I I shot everything. under film uh, under camera, camera each drawing two times because I was told that's what you do. Uh, mm-hmm. What we call shooting on twos. Two, uh, uh, see, so it, it basically shoot it twice. It would be like two frames of film, right. and of course, uh, twenty four frames equals one second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty for video, um, and so so you you can get away with like not having to draw twenty four drawings for a second. You just do twelve, you know. But oh. yeah see this is that your aha moment nick (laughs) (laughs) no
0: you're just putting all the pieces together
4: but i was like i i I realized at one point i forgot to do two for this one drawing and it had a quicker movement to it in the playback and i was like wait a second and i went and i started like figuring something out i was like well if i just give it a punch here like say if, if a character's punching i would do two at this the far points where like the the arm was back and then I would do a, a one right in the middle and then do two or three, yeah. whatever. And it was a punch there. It was like a, it was a quicker movement. I was like, Oh my gosh, I think I found out like, this is gold for me. You know, this is gold Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> and They're so, um, in <laughs> pictures. Yeah, and But it was a, a, then I realized that, Oh, that's what, you know, people should know that, you know, but it's just learning it on my own was such a, it 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 really kind of solidified like this moment for me this this time of like I really love this I like I really want to do more of this so um yeah. so yeah definitely uh I I've had my moments of being able to animate certain things for the commercials I I would set aside like my my favorite uh oh I definitely want to animate this you know so when as a director I didn't I don't have to direct or animate everything um that's I directed I move uh, I I you know get other people to do that for me, uh, or depending on whoever's, uh, my assistant. But, um, sometimes <laughs> I would, <laughs> I, I would save the, like the good stuff for me. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> yeah. I just, I love, I, I loved animating so much and I just, um, so, uh, but yeah, uh, one of the things I've, I've noticed, especially since now that I moved on to, um, uh, you know, children's book illustration and then, um, and now storyboard, uh, you know, storyboard, uh, storyboarding is, uh, it's It's similar to um, it's almost like a glorified comic book if you think mm-hmm. about it, where you're right. you're doing the, the keyframes or the main points of the main storytelling moments. And so uh, the good thing is that as an animator, I already had like the knowledge of like how characters, you know, emote, express themselves, poses, and all that. And so um, being a storyboard artist, with an animation background, it's, it's a little unusual. It's, it's, it's mostly sometimes, uh, storyboard artists move on to become directors. Um, hmm. uh, I was already a director being an animator. And and then I, now I'm going back to, uh, I wouldn't say, but go back. It's just, uh, directing. I, I had my time with that. It was fun, but, uh, but honestly, the storyboard, uh, storyboarding has actually been a lot of, uh, it's, it's been a thrill because, if you think about it, what I'm doing is I'm I'm basically a visual storyteller. I take written word, I take a script from a TV show, I take a manuscript for a, for a book, and I look and and I try to conjure up images based off of what I think would be best for the story at hand. And um, whether it means like drawing 500 drawings for this one page, you know, as long as I get it right, as long as it communicates you know perfectly what i i think is perfect for this you know the better um so uh yeah so actually one of the uh i had i got I had a chance a while back back in the 90s when everybody was uh collecting animation you know cells <laughs> yeah. and stuff you know yeah yeah <laughs> um uh if, are you familiar with the nine disney's nine old men
0: yes I am. Disney's okay. nine old men.
4: Yeah. Michael
1: is our in house Disney expert. So he seems really <laughs> excited right now. Are you talking and about Nick, the seven old Nick is or? on the opposite of that, right? Nick yeah. He does not know. Okay.
0: <laughs> I, I, I am a personally a drawer of sorts. So um. he has an
1: Instagram page <laughs> called Nice Drawing Nick.
4: And that's oh, nice. that's his end. Nice drawing, Nick. Okay. Thank cool. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, uh, when I first, actually it was back in the day when, uh, uh, back in college, I, I did start out my own. I tried to start as an illustration, you know, doing my own little business. It it was called Art by Ward. So, yeah, keep it simple. (laughs) um, I – there was a uh, – two of the nine old men – most famous would be uh, Frank and Ollie. um, Mm. And they were still alive at this time. And so they were um, going around the country. And I think they were in their 80s at the time. I think they ended up living to be in their 90s. They they're promoting – something. And they were in, happened to be in Atlanta. So I, I went down to the gallery where they were, um, and, and I, I didn't have the money to buy whatever it is they were selling. And so I couldn't get any signatures, uh, uh not that I wanted, but I just wanted to meet them, you know, to mm-hmm. say, Hey, I, wow, this is, uh, this is basically animation royalty, you know? Yeah. And so, um, Ollie was a little sick and under, under the weather. So he wasn't really saying that much, but I had a chance to talk to Frank, uh, Frank Thomas. And, uh, he had, I asked him, I said, The most basic thing that like young animators do is like, what advice would you give to a young animator such as myself, you know, to get into the business? And so um, he had a, a, what I look back on it at at the time, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is gold, what he was telling me. But I'm realizing it was probably a pat answer, but it's still gold. Mm -hmm. He said, first of all, he goes, draw, draw, draw. And Mm -hmm. he said, um, and then two was uh, observe everything. And then uh, the third thing, actually, I think he said, observe everything first, um, communicate well, whatever you're drawing, make sure it's, it can be communicated like what you're trying to say here. And then Mm -hmm. the third thing was draw, draw, draw. So Mm -hmm. I, I was immediately trying to write this down as soon as I met him. And so I've actually, what he said, is not, not just for animators, but it's also for just basically anyone within the, the, especially with the storytelling, you know, um, uh, fields uh is that is, is the same situation it's like uh to to keep the idea of to keep drawing as you know nick is uh you were talking to you you have an instagram account to to keep basically to keep drawing and it's just <laughs> it's my
0: accountability keeping, partner yeah
4: <laughs> yeah it, it's basically to keep that mind keep that mindset active and strong um i honestly it's funny because um I, the irony here is that i draw so much but i do it only for work and i, I don't yeah. do anything on my side and I hate that. I hate that I don't have a side hustle as kind of a...
0: <laughs> Mine's flip-flopped. I wish I could draw for work, but I do it mostly in no, my off don't. time. No, so. no, <laughs> <don't>,
4: no. <laughs> no, I'd hate it if no. I had to draw every day. I
0: probably yeah. would, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah.
4: And, and uh, I would say that it, there have been times where it's been soul-sucking, you know? But, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, and and there and I have to say that that's one of the things that I, I've noticed a big change in um, my... Uh, throughout the career of like when I start, first started out and where I am at now is that it is funny because when I was first starting out you're trying to get your name out it's like I felt like I was so um very overconfident with you know, even the like m- most minor drawing I'd say you know I just put it out there and it's like but now I feel like I'm underconfident <laughs> it's <laughs> like I'm just like oh no it's not worth getting out there Or anyway my mo- my wife's saying oh my gosh this is great why aren't you showing that to people I'm like uh I don't know what to
3: think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I, I, you know so much that you have all that information in the back of your head. And of yeah. course it's loud and it's shouting at you whenever yeah, you're drawing, yeah. but you're like, Oh, this is garbage. This is garbage. This is garbage. And then all you need is that input from somebody else to be like, Oh no, this is good. No,
4: exactly. Like, you do have, sometimes it is okay. about uh, a perspective, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so, uh to hear it from other people. Sometimes it's actually best to hear it from people that's not like your loved ones, nothing against them, yeah. of course, but, <laughs> uh, but, uh, it is good. Also, uh, that's why it's important for peer, you know, yep. uh, mm. uh, input. Mm-hmm. And so
0: we'd call that a critique because I don't yeah. know if you know this or not, but I'm a, I'm a graphic designer by day. So, in, in college we had a bunch of critiques every project we did we yeah. put our project up on the board and then yeah. people would come by and they'd say
1: yeah. mean stuff about it
0: hey this <laughs> for, is bad the, and i hate it yeah they'd say hey this is yeah. bad why'd you do this and then you'd be
1: like that well, explains why every time what i you so, send you a project you're like well these are some well, things <laughs> that i don't like like <laughs>
4: it's important hey, to Nick. Nick. have that criticality about <laughs> it's things, I to show that, you yet <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how you
0: get better at things is when people say mean stuff about it and then you're like oh you know what you're right. Yeah. Maybe that font doesn't need to be Comic Sans, and then you go ahead and change it and make the colors a little bit. But it's playful. Come on, yeah. it's
4: comic. Yeah, get out. No, it's an it's an ironic take on you know. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. no I'm,
1: see, I'm using Comic Sans ironically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People will get it. <laughs>
4: yeah
2: like one of the no. first lessons you learn going through like any sort of like design or art school do not have babies like do not get t- so attached <laughs> to your work that if someone says like one bad oh, okay. thing about <laughs> it Sorry. that you're gonna break yeah. yeah dude that you're not gonna break down and cry in the corner yeah yeah, yeah. no
4: it's killing it, your drawings it, yeah that art school thing and uh, it's starting out early is is definitely it's um some of it is basically giving you a thicker skin
2: mm-hmm.
0: um oh, it's jarring too because you make this you invest three hours in something and then you yeah, put it up on yeah. the board and everyone's like there this, yeah. this is terrible
4: and, and okay. it's actually interesting i had i have a um a story when i was in art um college i was when i was taking illustration i had my my teacher uh, he he was actually a, a kind of a well-known illustrator within the children's book world he he was the one that did the illustrations of ramona the brave Um, uh, from the 70s and so um he you know uh, he was a fantastic illustrator but he wasn't the best when it came to um uh as a teacher he 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 could be a a pretty abrasive and um very just kind of you know uh stoic without any really you know um which is fine uh maybe he was good when he was younger as a as a teacher, but, uh, later on, he, he was on his way out. He was, uh, when I say on his way out, not like they were kicking him out. He was, I should, say, I should clarify it. He was about to retire. That's what it was. And so, uh, I'll never forget. There was one time where we, we had, a. Uh, I think our classes were Tuesdays and Thursdays. So on Thursday he said, okay, this is what you need to do for Tuesday. See you on Tuesday. So we had the weekend to work on it. So Tuesday comes around and we put up, you know, like you were saying, it's like everybody put their pieces up against the uh, the wall mm-hmm. and so he comes in a little bit later and he's walking across he's looking at everybody's with his hands behind his back you know just not saying a word and he turns around at one point and he says not one of you did this right Oof. redo it i'll see you on thursday seriously and that was it yep and we do our, what in our that class was like an hour i <laughs> know <Yeah>, exactly <laughs> so that was uh, a nice little lesson <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had i
2: had a professor just like that when i was going through graphic design school where i was just like all right cool like gonna leave all the critiquing let you all critique each other's like for like two hours yeah. then he's gonna walk around for 10 minutes and be like all right cool yeah it's not good so just retry it mm. yeah
4: <laughs> thanks that's that's yeah. awesome that's great feedback anybody want to <laughs> Is do your any of your listeners want to go into graphic design or illustration? Or? <laughs> yeah, not anymore. No,
0: we had a couple, but not anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: I hear that uh, the military is pretty open if you guys are at all interested they are looking for creative types
2: a little different but uh okay yeah so so Ward so one thing that I want to hear more about is so what was that transition like from moving from like pencil and paper to a more like digital landscape yeah
1: that's so interesting that was kind of what I was getting into was like you've been there from like there's been this like boom of technology in the past couple of yeah. decades where like everything has gone digital and the like introduction of the internet and it slowly working its way into our lives yeah. has probably changed your field specifically uh, yeah. leaps and bounds. So yeah, I definitely want to hear about that too.
4: Yeah. It, it is interesting. Uh, I would say not to do, make it into a generational thing, but like, I always find it interesting that generation X, which is what I'm flat out in the middle of is uh, we had one foot in the one, one foot in the, in the past and one foot in the future mm-hmm. and we're kind of bridging that. I know, uh, even some millennials uh, will say that they, they do as well. So, which, which is cool. Um, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that pass. You know, because, uh, genetics, we don't care. We, we don't know. We don't really, we we're supposed to be like slackers and not know. No. So anyway, um, I, I have always enjoyed the, 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 the aspect of going between like both traditional and tradi- uh, traditional and um, uh, digital mm-hmm. or tradigital as some people would say <laughs> nice for the um, in fact it, it was for a while uh, like for my um, f- first books that I was illustrating um, it, one was the the actual uh, uh, Michael Phelps book mm-hmm. um, and then the, the one right after that was uh, Chicks Run Wild I I would actually draw on paper the lines. And then I would scan them and then I would, uh, color them and then, uh, paint digitally and even scanned, like, uh, I think for the chicks run wild for some of the patterns for the, the chicks, um, for each of their pajamas and the, what the mom was wearing, I had, uh, found some like really neat fabric patterns and I just scanned them and kind of digitally altered them. So so, uh, that's where like, yeah, that's where like Photoshop and all that, that really works. Um, I was just playing around and see, see what would work. And, um, because the patterns were like from like feed bags, which is, uh, which is Mm -hmm. kind of funny because they're chickens. And so, so I was like, Hey, you know, I thought that would be kind of a nice little tie in, um, made it homey. Um, (laughs) and so, but i think what happened was i realized that it, even though it was nice to to work in with having a more having a uh a, a kind of a, a real pencil or brush feel uh, by using actual pencil and stuff uh, i found that that once some some artists were actually creating uh digital brushes and pencils uh through photoshop they 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 were actually just as good mm-hmm. And I started seeing a change there, and it actually it 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 did simplify my uh, work, uh, my path of production of going from from uh, sketch to uh, to you know to 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 final, and it was actually simplifying my uh, the process and keeping it like just taking out one extra step, which would be scanning, which would take up time and space on my computer. So, with that in mind, I had I was thinking, well, this might be better for me to just start, just go ahead and see what I can do, see if I can find the right brushes that would, uh, benefit me, uh, or say this feels like me uh, I, now I'm not one of those people to actually make, uh, brushes. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that do that. Like I think Kyle Webster is one that is known for this. Yeah. Uh, um, and honestly, he's, he's brilliant what he does. And so, uh, I, I do have a lot of his brushes that I use and I, I'll just go through and see um sometimes I'll just like oh I'll see what he's done with the the oil brushes and see you know if something there kind of speaks to me and it is kind of a personal thing sometimes it's like it's weird it's like when you are drawing with a pencil you get like you have almost like kind of a i don't know not that I'm like gonna be all woo-woo but it's like <laughs> it's a feel you feel kind of like it's like a personal th- you know ex- extension mm-hmm. of you and so mm-hmm. um for me pencils i and i still i still draw with pencils i i have i definitely um have like a little sketchbook that i'll you know draw some of my ideas and stuff you know oh, look at that yeah and then i have like course notes and stuff but um but you know it's 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 fun i uh you know draw people you know uh and, and so for that i i still have that as as a connection to the to the actual tactile you know um Of course, I'm showing you guys. And if it's a podcast, people are like,
1: "We have a video version too." Yeah. (laughs) So, so join our YouTube uh, channel to see the visual version of that. That's your little advertisement for our YouTube channel.
4: Yeah. See,
0: thank you so much. much. I was going to ask. Like, there's something you miss with like going all digital, don't you? Because there's something about the tactile feel Mm. of a pen or a pencil in your hand, and you're moving it around on the paper, and you get to feel the feedback of the paper. Yeah. Like, there's you miss something when you go all digital, right? Mm-hmm.
4: I, I would say, yes, I do miss that. Now, even, even if I would have like, uh, even drawing on the iPad pro with the clear surface, uh, like a slick surface, sometimes they even have like, I forget that there is something, some kind of skin that you can p- place over it to make it feel like paper. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't tried that yet, but, um, but some people know that, uh, I've, adapted I've, I've had to do enough adapting throughout my career anyway when i was an art director uh, when i was an animation director i was first time i was able to use a huge cintiq um screen yeah. uh that was actually really interesting to kind of shift from that as opposed to using a like i was using a, a um a wacom tablet yeah uh, mm. where it's like i'm looking at the screen and drawing elsewhere but uh but then shifting over to uh, Cintiq, where you're drawing on the screen, uh, which feels more natural. Uh, I, I've learned to kind of adjust. Uh, you, you kind of have to sometimes, um, and uh, and I don't mind that. I'm actually I'm all for like new technology and stuff. I think what's happened is that I I have gotten into a a groove of my uh, with within my work and in, in, in my. Uh, techniques that i use and uh materials that i i i've kind of kept going in this i've I've been going in a direction for a certain while that um i'm afraid that maybe technology is you know getting ahead Mm. of me (laughs) so uh and see even though i have an ipad pro i don't have procreate on it which i would i've heard would be a great um asset to to use and and figure out because you can actually do animation on it Um, (laughs) so uh, i've heard that people use that for storyboards so i'm like that I need to start looking into, um, and also I don't use uh, for most storyboard artists uh, within the industry. A lot of the studios uh, require that you learn uh, Storyboard Pro. I don't use that. I use something else. Uh, I use Sketchbook, which would, oh, actually used used to be an app for the pad, iPad, or whatever drawing tablet. But you can actually get it for, um, for your computer, mm. um, and so I use that. Uh, but I, knowing how I see how things uh, are, how they're progressing, I'm I'm going to have to like learn Storyboard Pro, which is fine. I again, I'll just have to put on my you know adaptability hat, or whatever yeah. you call it, you know. And so, <laughs> so try to you know, you know, run with the yeah. the young kids. So
2: yeah, it's like the the whole idea of being like a forever student. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah, always, especially like, yeah. constantly having to do. learn.
4: Yeah. Because, let's put it this way, I, I, I've yet to go full-on, like, um, uh, I don't do the uh, Adobe uh, Creative Cloud. Oh, account. yeah. What? Uh, Sorry, <laughs> that's like our whole yeah. bread and butter. That's
0: my bread yeah, and butter.
4: <laughs> so, this is funny. So, I, I'm i actually still holding on with, with Dear Life uh, on uh, with Creative uh, CS6. Also. Yeah. <laughs> CS6. <laughs> yeah. And, if you want to hear this, Nick... Uh, my after effects is CS4. Huh? <laughs> so, yeah.
1: If it works, it works. So I yeah. mean, you're the one doing it professionally, not us. It,
4: so, <laughs> uh, so right, exactly. But the thing is, no, I've, I, I've learned, I found out that I, uh, for my OS, uh, for Mac, I, I can't go at, up to a certain point yep. mm-hmm. unless, I, unless I update everything. So that's something I have to think about, you yeah. know, it, because it's, that it does adjust my, um, uh, uh, expense uh, expenses and that sort of thing i'm sure for some people it's like that's what they're used to um I, it's something i just have to think about if if, if, if i want to do yeah, that you do no. a majority so, of
1: freelance right like you'll sign on two projects yeah. but you're never with like a company so yeah you you don't have a company to be like i need this so here's my expenses
4: yeah mm-hmm. yeah Right. No, I, I, right. I'm not, I don't have like, uh, I, I wish, I, you know, I could say like, Oh, I wish a studio would say, Hey, I will we'll buy this for you. It's that's mm-hmm. not how it is. Uh, if there is, uh, in, in some, in some cases, um, uh, like for instance, the, uh, tune boom, uh, which is basically the technology that, that a lot of people do the digital ink and paint. And, and like I was mentioning storyboard pro, that's part of the tune boom technology. Um, uh, you can buy it either per month or you can or, or buy it for per year or you can actually outright purchase it. Like, you know, so um, it depends. And which actually, I like that option because, it, but I know that Adobe doesn't give you that. It's either. <laughs>
0: I wish they monthly, did. I really do. You
4: know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, I, again, it's one of the things I have to, um, probably think about, and I think maybe, you know, like I said, I, I've just finished up storyboards for the, uh, A to twist Scientist, And so for Netflix, which has been great, um, I think that I, even though they've been fine with me using sketchbook, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't know what they're saying behind my back saying, why is this old guy keep using this, <laughs> this <laughs> one program? I don't know. Uh, they, they're happy with my work, so that's all that matters, you know. So. Yeah. Um,
0: the huge consideration is, like, buying your own software and all that. Like, it didn't come into my mind yeah. until, like, all of a sudden you're out of a job mm-hmm. and you don't have Cloud. How are you going to make anything? Yeah. Because oh, you yeah. can't. You can't do like right. You got to pay the monthly subscription. And fortunately, mm-hmm. I do have a backup computer back there somewhere, but it, it runs all the CS6. Mm-hmm. No problem. Mm-hmm. But just hold all I'm the old stuff on back OS on that X. Hi Sierra.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I do worry about like what just ha- um, will I have to do like a, an update on my OS system, but I have to make sure I don't go too high. Yeah, up, exactly. You know? yeah.
0: That's more cool. the nuts and bolts of a just humdrum digital world, I guess. <laughs> You're
4: on <the> screen.
3: Oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. Hello.
4: YouTube live. <laughs>
3: Oh, okay.
4: Bye. I guess I'll see you. to have Nate take I
3: guess. Yeah,
4: we're keeping all of that. <laughs> yeah. I should have, I should have done this.
0: There's, there's nobody here. What are you talking
4: about? <laughs> um, she didn't know it was going to be a YouTube thing too, but it's that's fine. That's right. Um, uh, yeah, she she's gonna uh, she's buying a camera. Oh, so cool. My wife is a photographer, so oh, cool. Yeah, so she's Hey, that's out.
1: my new job uh, line mm-hmm. of work. Love that. Yeah, that's what I'm doing for a living now. Yeah, that's cool.
4: Uh, um, you, uh, all digital, or because she she she'll do both. She does um actual film and yeah. uh, Polaroid as well as uh, digital.
1: Yeah, mine will be all digital. Okay, cool. Very cool. Film's a weird world. It, is, it really oh, is. It, it really is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Film
0: is like it's it's a permanent thing that you imprint on a piece of plastic We've done or too something. much
1: technology talk this episode. I want to talk about art and <laughs> damn it. Um, so you you did some work. An you art. did some work for the uh, for G Magazine. And I'm interested to hear about that. I want to know if, like, you oh. took any inspiration from like political cartoonists and stuff like that. I know you had a couple political cartoons, yeah. quote unquote, on your website. So just oh, yeah. kind of hear about that.
4: Yeah, that uh, that was actually uh, that was during a time when I was still trying to. I think I, I believe I was. Um, it was after being let go from Leica, and me just uh, mad frantic. I need to get my name out. So I immediately put together a website. And, um, knowing that I could do illustration, um, pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, I, I started, I, I knew some people within like, uh, because of thanks to my blog, I was able to connect with people, art directors. And, um, so I had a friend of mine who was uh, an art director for, uh, G magazine. Uh, in fact, his name was Martin G, which I thought was funny. G. Nice. Uh, yeah. funny. uh, and he was great. He, he, uh, he loved my work. And so, uh would uh, send me some, uh, jobs my way. And so that I ended up doing, I think, uh, I think two covers for G magazine. Um, and then, uh, I did a couple of, uh, I think it was like illustrations accommodating a, uh, an article or, uh, I think there's one for Nate Silver. Um, and this was like 2008. So um, that election was really big because of mm. Obama, yeah. and so yep. um, I was actually really proud with that one because I, I, I split his face up into half red, half blue, and since he was mm-hmm. always talking about the the, uh, um, the numbers. Yeah. I had his like I had the the map behind him be the opposite colors. So if it was red on his left side, it'd be red on the right side behind him uh, for the map, um, and the same for uh, switch for the blue uh, with a lot of numbers around. And in fact, that that was actually if you look at the numbers, that was done with pencil, like a, I was using a Prismacolor uh, sketch um, sketch pencil, whatever. And so, um, and um, yeah, but that's it's uh, that's so I really cool. enjoyed. Yeah. I really enjoy working on that. And then, so working in that realm of doing caricatures, is just not my thing, but I, uh, I, sometimes I, it, it takes me a while to, to find the groove of finding a, a caricature of, of someone. Um, I think I did one of, um, what was it? Uh,
0: Michael Phelps is kind of in that yeah. drawing mm-hmm. style. Would you say that?
4: Yeah. I have, I've actually shared my process of how, how I, I was so off at the beginning of drawing him, but he had at the time, you know, when he was younger, he, he had to, he has a very distinct, very long, angular, mm-hmm. weird uh, face that I was like, I should be getting this. And, and for some reason, sometimes it's like, I'm almost like too close to it, uh, uh, mm-hmm. figuratively, um, And so sometimes I have to get away and then come back and see, oh, what what sticks out to me? Oh, okay, his cheekbones or his jawline or something. So sometimes that um, it's almost like um, it's like working on a piece of clay. You know, you got to massage it and work on it and work on it. You know, a lot more. So it's it sometimes it'll take time. Uh, Yeah. For some people, uh, for some characters, it might be a lot easier for others. But for me, I, for, I'm just not a characterist, so I, I it, it, it takes me a little bit longer to get to that point. You know? Yeah,
2: it kind of <laughs> goes back to what we talked about earlier, where it's like uh, you have to not think about drawing the like symbol of his face that you have in your yeah. head, but start drawing like the actual shapes that you see in there.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to you have to say what is it about this person that makes him that person. Yeah, you know, like what do we uh, think of? Uh, you know, what do we think of Michael Phelps besides, you know, you know, like the, besides <laughs> of him being a, a swimmer, it's like,
2: right. And having like a million gold medals. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> so
2: he didn't swim anymore. Does he, he's uh
4: no. So you know, he retired? the interesting thing about him is that, uh, I have never seen him. He, he only went one time, uh, to promote the book. Um, it was post, you know, photo of, the bong thing.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: the interesting story about, I'll tell you this before uh, we move on, whatever, is that So the book was actually supposed to be titled, uh, so the book is titled, How to Train with a T Rex and Win Eight Gold Medals. You now, mm. it sounds weird, but it, in it, he talks about, <laughs> like, oh, I bench pressed so, so many thousand pounds. It's the equivalent of a T Rex, you know, so it's that, it's that sort of um, logic. Yeah. And so gotcha. originally it was titled, How to Eat Half a Car. And win eight, eight gold medals. And so
3: mm. the,
4: the announcement of the book was supposed to come out on the Tuesday after Super Bowl of that year. That um, And so Super Bowl Sunday was the famous photo was released mm-hmm. of him with the ball. Oh, no. And so <laughs> so Tuesday rolls around, nothing. There's no, no publicity, anything, nothing uh, officially announced that there was a book. And so I'm like, Wednesday rolls around, nothing. Thursday, nothing. So I sent an email on Friday, going, "Hey, to my art director, hey, what's going on? Uh, I thought they were going to say something. I thought it was a big deal." So I get a, I get a call from my art director, which is unusual. You don't you don't ever get calls as so I mm-hmm. And I said, "Hey, what's up?" She goes, "Hey, are you are you free this uh, this weekend? We can pay you. Uh, we need to redo the the redo, redoing the title. We need to redo the the cover." And at this point, the book had already been made, and it's so rare to go back and redo the cover so I had to so they they said we have a new title you know we just didn't want any jokes to happen of course still what happens he goes on Conan like when the book comes out and Conan still makes a joke about it Hmm. about you know Hmm. you know uh, I don't know eating a car eating uh, or just munchies or something and it's just so funny so
0: oh a pot joke so hey
4: you know Conan (laughs) O'Brien made a joke
1: about the book that you illustrated that's dope yeah
4: yeah so I thought Famous. that was kind of cool. Yeah. I do have also <laughs> a screenshot of Michael. Felt. This actually, I forgot. He made a joke when it happened. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Phelps came by uh, months later after the book had been out. And, and then he, he, he appeared promoting the book, but it was almost like he was on to other, some, other things. I, I've i never really seen him promote the book that uh, it's like a, I don't know, who knows,
1: you know, maybe some Michael. sort of a, uh, you know, a mention of yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Hey, Michael, if you watch this, first off, why, how, how'd you find us? Yeah, you
4: know? and
1: you're what you're like, an you're, you're like almost 45 minutes into this thing, and you're still listening, Michael. <laughs> What's going on, Val?
4: You know, he's like following me. It's like, is he gonna talk about the book? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, waiting uh, for it.
1: <laughs> him and his lawyers are just sitting there, like twiddling their thumbs. That's what they've
4: been doing. Oh, I'm going to call from his lawyers now. What the heck? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> wow. That was quick.
1: So awesome.
0: Oh, that's crazy.
4: So uh, let's yeah.
1: talk about your, your shows that you've worked on. Um, and, and then we'll move slowly into wrapping things up because there are a couple of shows that have been awesome that you've worked on.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah. So, so real quick. First, that first, before that there, there was three things from his website that oh, okay. I looked at that, got the dirt. I didn't know now. I didn't realize it but going through your <laughs> website unlocked some childhood memories of mine. Oh, I was raised okay. on Cartoon Network. Oh yeah. And okay. so going through like the animation side of your website, there, specifically there was three commercials that are Ooh. on here okay. that I distinctly remembered every single little detail of. Um, it was the Scrappy loses it commercial. Yeah. <laughs> which is one of my favorite commercials of all time
4: wow so it you was remember the, it yeah 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 that's up. so bizarre
2: yeah and then it was the uh the cookie crisp one the yeah. the, the wooden cookie that oh, is one really? that I like reference to this day really
4: <laughs> yeah 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 that's so wild <laughs> like what is it that you reference uh I it's the like the fake oh my Trojan God, horse the aspect cookie. yeah
2: yeah yeah it was the oh, fake <laughs> and like they're like ruining your own surprise um, <laughs> And yeah. it was that and then like I have actually used like the Cocoa Puffs elevator commercial Yo. as like a description of like my like my own like personal anxiety before and like <laughs> use that as like as, as an example of like this is what this feels like. <laughs>
1: Gord, wow, that's so Gord, you you made the you made the the Tricks yogurt Spider-Man commercial.
4: Yeah, what? yeah, what? I, I directed it. I mean, uh. It's it's really bizarre because I think that was co-directed with the CG uh, director uh, at Primal Screen because mm-hmm. we had to. That was an unusual. We had to do. Um, it's almost if you notice, it's like half and half. It's like CG environment uh, with two D characters, and mm-hmm. so uh, that those characters are strictly my design. It's like uh, going That's your to style. flat. Yeah, I was uh, for a while. I I actually was a graffiti writer uh, on the side. And um I was working on these kind of chunky, blocky, uh, flat character style. And they they are kind of the um output of that. Like you know, mm. by that point I was kind of into this style and um I was pretty, pretty happy. In fact, I think that was the last thing I worked on before I went to Leica. And in wow. Leica <laughs> I did the uh, the uh, cookie crisp spot. Yeah,
2: yeah. Which is which is crazy because that is like totally now that I think about it, like Leica style.
4: That yeah, like
2: Uh, claymation-esque 3d yeah yeah Yeah. stop
4: motion with 2d now it's funny they told me it's like even though they had because it's basically the remnants of like the will studio uh, will vinton studios um claymation and um Mm -hmm. so they're known for their stop motion um they they had told me they had never really done a commercial with 2d uh, hand-drawn characters with at that point um um i'm sure they've done so many more but that was actually a really great uh project to work on because i i uh the studio of where they were building all the sets and stuff was like right behind our our uh, where we were just right down the hallway from my office and I'd just go in there and just on my lunch break just look and see what what else that they've been building you know like oh they got like a little chair here for the uh, for the for the um, for the we have a little cereal box and this is just really uh for the kitchen it was just really cool to watch how they built all this stuff um Took pictures of the uh, the building of the uh, the actual cookie crisp, like that little little door actually opened and stuff.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> Trojan horse, the Trojan, yeah, totally cookie. Trojan cookie.
4: cookie, I think yeah. that's what they called it. Um, and then, um, uh, what was the other thing you were talking about? The uh, the the Scrappy loses it commercial. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was done at, at Primal. That was um, that almost broke me. I almost lost really? my job over that. Now I'll tell you why. It's because it was. Such a big, it, there's so many characters in it that practically all the cartoon network, uh, cartoon, cartoon, all that mm-hmm. was, was, um, uh, was had to be put in there. So we had so many animators that we were calling from the Atlanta area that said, like, can you do this? Can you do that? Um, and we had one guy um, who's kind of known in the animation industry at that time. Uh, uh, we call him Clay, but was, uh, we, you guys would know him as C. Martin Croker because his name is on yes. a lot of the Adult Swim uh Space goes coast, coast to coast. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was the voice of uh, Zorak and Moltar. Um, yeah. <laughs> quite a character. Huh. He actually animated some key moments of like Scrappy actually when he's losing it. He's like, you and you and you. <laughs> you yeah, can, tell. you I, can tell. I was like, we'll give Clay that because, you know, he'll, he'll love it. And um, he's like just as – he was uh, – he unfortunately passed away about six years ago, I believe. Um, but he was just this font of – Animation knowledge, and, and mm. so he was always fun to work with. Um, he's frustrating at times because he'd be so sidetracked by, you know, oh yeah, you got to look at this other thing. And I'm like, no, no, focus on your character. <laughs> but um but he was always uh, such a character, literally. um And then, um, but it, I was behind on that, and it, uh, in, in terms of like delivery and stuff, and mm-hmm. I was it, it really made me nervous. After that, I had to uh, really learn how to kind of manage my time better. I just was not prepared. I, I felt like I was definitely in over my head, but uh, honestly it's, it was such a great piece. It's I'm glad that, you know, people remember it, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that was like, if I remember right, that was like one of the, like, cause Cartoon Network, they still did back in those days, like a lot of the commercials where they'd have like integrations between like the different mm-hmm. yeah. characters and IPs. But right. this was like one of the first ones I remember where it was like the entire lineup. Cause yeah. that was like, Powerpuff Girls, Scrappy Doo, like Cow and Chicken. And- no, I,
4: I will have to say this is the first time that uh, that that the whole idea of Scrappy Doo as a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> you you perpetuated that. You started this is it before the. Uh, I would say I did. It was the, whoever wrote it. You know, at Cartoon Network. Oh, so so fun, uh, it's a
2: funny thing. Like it actually stems from like like culture around Scrappy Doo because yeah. like Scrappy Doo at one point saved Scooby Doo like the series as this fresh new take. Yeah, and like he this did. new character yeah. and this new energy. I hated him, but when everyone. It. That's did. the thing. If you yeah. ask a lot of people who actually like went through that process, like that time with him, everyone. Hated him. It it depends
4: on also probably like who how old they are because me coming from the earlier stuff, I I I was already starting. I think when Scrappy, I believe was that early eighties, no or late seventies. I I believe it. It was around that same time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was at that point. I was already kind of it's considered quote unquote too old for cartoons, but Mm. I know still we still watch that stuff. But I I was like realizing that the quality wasn't as the same. And I could just tell that they're come up with some really weird stuff, and I, I the storylines are just not uh, just it's not there from what I used mm-hmm. to uh, was used to from the earlier stuff. You know, it's just bizarre to think that we're still talking about Scooby Doo. You know, yeah, fifty years is. later, you know. Yeah.
2: It was it was like one of those things yeah, like they turned they turned Scrappy into just like this MacGuffin where it's like he's gonna do like something goofy. It's like Scooby and Shaggy are gonna yeah. do something goofy and then Scrappy's gonna be even goofier. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just <laughs> like
4: no So we shot that the actual live action at a um a movie theater in Atlanta. Um ah. Hey, there's us. Steve. Steve Price
0: MD. Is hey. back.
4: I, I better be his favorite college friend. <laughs> <laughs> I better be. Now, um, so uh, what I was going to say is that uh, we shot it at a movie theater, you know, like on the off hours. And um, so, and then we digitally made it look like it was a studio in the background for the opening shot. So all mm-hmm. the shots of the door that we, we had, I already had that, I had all that uh, storyboarded out. And so we were actually getting a camera up on the, you know, uh, uh, you know, up on a stand just to try and get these shots, down shots and up shots. So it was really fascinating to kind of be on location set for like a silly little commercial, right? Um, so there was a shot at the very end, if you notice, where um, when it's uh, Dexter comes up to Scrappy. And so mm-hmm. when he, uh, of course, Scrappy says his line and it makes uh, Dexter sad and he starts crying and then he goes off into the, into the studio, the door opens automatically and shuts. I remember uh, our a creative director uh, Doug. He did not understand that. I had to explain to him that this is cartoon logic. He goes, "We need to have that already open." And I go, "No, no, no! It, it doesn't need to be open because it, it'll mess up the shot." I, I can't remember exactly why, but I was like, "No, just just have it. You know, we'll just have it open and enclosed. And he just, <laughs> he, it's like we need to have it, some reason, some logic there to why. It, <laughs> or he had to have him open. I'm like, yeah. "No, no, it just opens shut and nobody will notice." And sure enough, nobody does. It's just no, I didn't. You watch yeah, it, it's didn't. like a, it's like a ghost <laughs> that opens up and closed. but it's like I knew that And how, how many times have we seen things open and close in right. cartoons and with no logic whatsoever. It's cartoon logic, you know. Mm-hmm, so right. I just thought those was, I was I thought it was like, "Come on, I know you're
3: you're smarter on, than this. But this. It was just, <laughs> it,
4: it, it's just kind of, to him, he, he has a very logical mind. Uh, he's hes basically the the owner of a, a Primal Screen, and he's a brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of funny. I had to like clue him in on this this cartoon logic that, somehow yeah. it's going over his head i just thought it was funny it's a lack
2: of logic thereof yeah yeah. Right.
4: yeah it's
2: like have him go watch uh uh what was it uh roger Ra- who framed roger oh, rabbit yeah. a few yeah. times i will mean, get it
4: I, I grew up on all that i mean that was roger rabbit uh little mermaid all that was kind of like my introduction to i really want to do this mm. yeah so that was all coming around 88 89 and um so i was like that, that was me, like, realizing, I think I, I can do this. Um, and so, I mean, I grew up, of course, with Looney Tunes um, right. when I was a kid. <laughs> but but those, those two things happening really close to each other was like, wow, this is – I can see where this is going. i like, this yeah. is really good.
1: Yeah. So so we kind of so cool. we kind of touched on some of the stuff you did for adult swim some of the stuff that we were as we were coming of age we were in our like 13 14 it's 15 so weird. and that's like <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like bizarre. where this hits for us on the timeline uh yeah. and that's when like we were watching things like aqua teen hunger force and
4: like you know uh, <laughs> what
0: a bizarre show looking back on it
4: yeah absolutely uh, some shows were it was so bizarre like uh so I have listed on, as being on one episode, I, I was Mm -hmm. what they call, I did sequencing. Um, we, we took the drawings for, um, for, for the episode and, um, I was working at a studio where we, it was being farmed out. Um, it was not at a Cartoon Network per se, Mm -hmm. but the, sometimes if, um, they needed some help of like just putting together some of the pieces, like, you know, like a character animating uh, being an anime or a cycle like a walk cycle or something sometimes they would go to other studios and so I was working at a studio and that's how I mean that's how I but we all knew each other we knew the people behind it um, uh, and so they came into the studio and I remember reading I was like what is this rabot like I, wait there it's like a, a lunch like uh, it's they're like a, a, happy it's a meal, meal? the happy meal it was just so Get bizarre but on. um but no i it was just kind of neat to see it kind of become its own thing from that um uh and in fact i think the um the studio i was working for one of the live action directors he was the one that actually did all the. if you ever watched the first airing of um uh of adult swim mm-hmm. it was like a big deal it was like you had to uh, they had like all this like uh, it's like swimming theme idea. Yeah, it's yep. adult swim. Yep, so I yep. that. all those shots were done by this one director, um, uh, and I knew him. Uh, and he eventually worked it, uh, at one point. He started working for Primal Screen. Trip Ramy was his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he unfortunately passed away um, several years. So, um, but he he was actually really great. He understood like the the concept and just a of course cartoon logic. You know he he would be like doing live action shots for us for uh, for some of the two d uh, you know, characters and that sort of thing. So yeah. He but.
1: inspired a whole uh, TikTok trend recently of people doing like adult swim intros. Really? Uh, and yeah, a <laughs> that's lot a of trend? a lot of those yeah. have fallen back oh, on yeah. the old like uh
4: yeah.
1: adult swim at a pool kind of thing. Like people underwater oh. swimming by wow. and then like the adult swim logos there. <laughs> oh, that's so, so. I
4: wish that he was alive to see that. That would have been that he yeah. be freaking out. He also I don't know if any of you guys follow my um Twitter, but I, I have he thanks to him I actually did some uh glorified storyboards for uh Andre 3000 of outcast like oh very years cool. Ago. <laughs> yeah so that that would be a whole other uh, story but it, it's was just that
2: for was that for Andre3000's uh show that was on Cartoon Network for yeah. like uh, do you know what I'm talking about like theater oh, yeah, 3000 that
4: was yeah that was the um, what was that called I should know that um yeah anyway that he it, this was actually for a movie that they wanted to do Called and, I, and it was right before Equimini was being released, so it was '98. Right, um, but uh, I got to meet get, got to meet him um, through Trip. It was Trip, and he knew the director Brian Barber, who actually ended up doing a lot of like outcast videos. But at the <laughs> time, they were still kind of you know, they had like maybe two albums out and about to have their third, which ended up being Equimini. Oh, very um, cool. Mm. And uh, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of story. I, I, it's this. It's not like my career base. It's just a funny, like I kept running into Andre 3000 throughout the years. At one point I saw him in the mall. And I, at that point I had like a, a young baby, uh, my son, he was like, you know, months, a couple months old. And I saw him in a, a bookstore at, at, um, this really kind of upscale mall in Atlanta. And he, I asked him if he remembered me and he barely remembered me. But at one point my, my son was just so, so, uh, fussy and would not stop crying. He goes, do you mind? And he hand, he put his hands out and he, he took him, took my son. He was kind of bouncing him and like going, what's the matter, little man? What's the matter, little man? Why are you why are you so fussy? And I'm like, this is like a moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andre 3000 in a baby blue suit decked out for, for like a date. He had his date with him. And here he is talking to some white dude from years ago. I did some work for him years ago. And he's holding my baby, trying to calm him. And i just like, oh my gosh. And my, my And my wife had just... Um, stepped away, went to another store. So when he left, I see literally my wife came in and, and I was like, Oh, you will not believe this. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what? You gotta be kidding me. It was just, it was, it was such a funny, funny story. That's, That's awesome. You're not going to believe this. I know. Andre two thousand. <laughs> it, it was so, yeah. He was holding Ezra. He was holding him up.
1: That's crazy. Oh. Oh my family's favorite steve price Ward's
4: work will always be chicks run wild yep thanks steve uh so yeah steve i i knew from um college days i think he was like a recruiter i think or chloe can she check? <laughs> so yeah was, chloe wants <laughs>
1: to be brought back in uh, before yeah, we wrap anyway so let's bring her in I love it. That's great. Wow, what a great animation! I wonder <laughs> that's the that's fun. thing that happens.
5: Um, it, this is anticlimactic, but I honestly don't know oh. what he was doing <laughs> oh, okay, cool. at college. He spent so long in He's school. He's listening. He
1: can comment.
5: He'll comment, so, I'm sure. But he was in yeah. school for so so long. Yeah. Because he Cause got a, a degree in music and then he went back for medical school. So
4: it's oh, impossible wow. to say. So is he a doctor? So he's like Dr. Price. Yeah,
5: he is Steve ah, Price, well, MD. Dr. Steve.
4: Wow. MD. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. His name. So <laughs> I, I knew him. Uh, so my roommate uh, in college was a, a, a guitar player on the side. But he and Steve and two other guys were, do, were like in a band called The Stand. The Stand. And, yeah. And <laughs> so I – was like being a i was like hey let me let me make a poster for you guys so i ended up making a poster where i would take their i took their um they had they had promo shots and i cut out their heads and then i did a a a silly like you know this is late 80s so i was doing like as if they were hairband Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're (laughs) not they were like just doing steve
1: price in a hairband is the most funny
4: thing yeah i probably gave him a lot of hair i can't remember it was really funny um and, uh, so the, the interesting thing is that, uh, that was a lot of fun just to kind of do that and be, play around because, and so we had it up in the, at the school, right. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, uh, occasionally I would do posters, uh, being the only artist type in at that school, it's like a very small school and it they did not have art. Um, I, I would do like posters here and there and I, then and occasionally I would see these posters being done by somebody else and they were done really well, like really great lettering. And I was like, who is this? And I was like, who is doing these? I'm like, darn it. They're so good. Dang it. Like, you know, I, I almost was like competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ends up being uh, the, the woman I married. It was actually my wife. Oh, uh, wow.
3: Yeah,
4: she was That's doing so, cute. so. So my wife was, uh, her father was the Dean of students at that school. Uh, coach Corona. He, yeah. he was also a coach. Dad so, was talking
5: about him earlier. He said he was yeah. a, a really cool guy, Coach the basketball yeah. team.
4: Oh, yeah. He coached basketball. He did aerobics. He was just dean of students all at once. Wow. Yeah. He's one of those guys. You were guys. basically it's- like
5: dating the president's daughter.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so, so but at, at the time, it was like, who is this that's like doing some really cool posters? I was like, so uh, a little, not like I was upset, but it's like, you know, a recruiter yeah yeah <laughs> and so yeah it was uh it was such a great um uh it was such a funny moment to think that like there's a weird connection there and then when i get uh, like a message from you i'm like wait steve price oh my gosh it, it was just like uh, this waves. <laughs> he of... is
5: a grown kid <laughs> i know
4: right <laughs> it is so bizarre uh it, because i do remember we would they uh i kind of would go along and um uh, kind of watch them play at some of these places you know mm-hmm. and um <laughs> one story i don't know if he wants me to tell i just remember <laughs> i thought it was so funny he he was known in the band like to be able to go and oh here we go poop really quick he he would poop and he'd be done in like two minutes
2: <laughs> <laughs> i know
1: They're people like, like
4: that. Know yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's Steve. a mystery i thought that was so funny i was like should I say this out you know, like Should <laughs> I share this? Does, does Chloe want to hear this? I don't know if this is saying. Honestly, now, so. good for him. Yeah. you know, yeah, right. Get it done. Yeah, get back exactly. on stage. Bowels, what a you know, performer.
1: Might be one of the reasons he became a doctor was to figure out how he had gained that superpower.
4: <laughs> Maybe he'll chime in with his... Uh... Uh, how, you know his ha, his, how, secret. How he do it? his secret. Right? <laughs> Tell secret us the so secret. Um, <laughs> well, he would say lots of
5: fiber for sure. Uh, yeah, you know I, you I'm waiting
4: for him to pop up that little thing to pop up. For... <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like, no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> not on
5: like uh, the internet. That stuff lasts forever.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, Steve. I didn't mean to bring up the poop. But here, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> oh <my> the band <laughs> called me the fastest butt in the west. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, us, hey Steve, I'm actually still good friends with Craig. Craig was my roommate. Um, he's actually kind of he's like a doctor, like involved with like medical in Cincinnati too. So what is oh, the pipeline cool.
5: between musician and doctor?
4: Don't know. <laughs> who Those who can't do
1: teach, I don't know how you get around that. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
5: but, <laughs> no, but you were making that point earlier. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should teach it. That's
1: mm-hmm. true. Well, thank you, Ward, so much for coming on our show. We're running very oh, short on time. Over. Yeah. It is already I know. It's been so much over. fun. It's I'm been glad. such a ride. We we could probably do a whole second episode. <laughs>
4: yeah, I mean, but I am it's so it, it's actually really fascinating to be able to, you know, uh hear from people who actually watch these commercials when we were making them because, you know, to me it was just a job. I, I was like sure. Yeah, these are fun. We we will have our own fun with it. but it's Sometimes you kind of forget about the the audience that, like, oh, yeah, it
1: sticks with us for so long, yeah. Yeah. Mm.
4: And so, I I love that. It's thanks, Michael, for that because it was kind of neat to hear like that you actually remember these commercials, so yeah, um, very, very vividly. vividly. (laughs) That's so so great. Uh, I wish I had more insight, uh, you know, uh, the fact that I almost got my. Uh, I almost lost my job. It's to scrappy, you know, <laughs> and so cool.
5: like my dad yeah. said, we still read chicks run wild to Jude wow. all the time. He loves uh, it.
4: That, I, that's a, that was a lot of fun to work on. Um, I if, love the detail uh,
5: about their clothes. That's so oh, cute. Yeah. Uh, another thing
4: I have, it's interesting. So, excuse me. Oh, uh, sorry. The, all the little children's drawings of the chickens you know, in, in the book, there's you'll see like in the bedroom, there's all these little drawing, uh, kids' drawings of chickens. It was yeah. they're all done by both my kids and then um, the author. I asked her; she had uh, she had three kids, and so I said, "Can you have them each draw a chicken?" Oh and my I, gosh. I had the same thing, so they're all <laughs> like uh, like her three kids and my two kids' drawings. But
5: they just that look like so the cool. chicks, little like self portraits. Yeah,
4: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. I, I wanted a little, I wanted legitimate like kid drawings, not Easter like egg. me drawing with my left hand, right? Type of, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I want that seems to be a great little touch, you know. That's and then, so cute. Of, for at the end, we actually had, yeah, you, if you look at, you can see like where mom the chicks, the mom goes wild. It's like you have like all these uh little details of like, you know, I had fun with the, the takeoff on like. Uh, gone with the Wing or something. You know, mm-hmm. of, yeah. Twenty. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All, all, all There's so like, many little you know, details. Yeah, I had so much fun with that. So <laughs> yeah, that that was a great that was a great book to work on. And well, they don't go unnoticed oh, for sure. Cool. I'm glad.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, cool. Wow. Well, it, guys, thanks so much for having me. It's uh, yeah. I'm glad I didn't ramble you know like I normally do you <laughs> know.
1: it's been such a good time and we really appreciate yeah. you coming on add be um,
4: back you know I'm sure oh, I could talk more I could talk more
1: you we're gonna know. have we to do, do this a whole My again. Little Ponies episode that we're gonna have to bring oh, you yeah, on we, could. Oh, no.
4: <laughs> we didn't even and get into that to. No. No. <laughs> okay so if you get enough uh, fan reaction from like hey do any of the bronies want me to talk and you know then I'll come back so
1: <laughs> yeah we'll do a, we'll do a live <laughs> Q&A who knows we've got our
2: hooks deep into the oh, brony community I do so. want to say like okay
4: <laughs> yeah right uh you guys had said something about like promoting and stuff like I so yeah um I, I just finished I did one episode of uh Snoopy in space mm-hmm. uh it, it's the Venus episode for season two um that's on Apple plus that's already out uh the work that I've done for Ada Twist Scientist which is on Netflix right now they have six episodes and each episode has like two mini episodes right so basically I have 12 I, all mine are not there yet. So I, I, I did four episodes for season one. Mm-hmm. They're not out. So I'm assuming they're going to be released at a later date. So just kind of, you know, tab that, you know, and we'll, you know, but anyway, that's the stuff I've been working on. You know, um, I've been really enjoying uh, the, working with uh, the people with um, brown bag films on that show has been great. I love, I really do enjoy working on um, shows like that where, you know, with, like kids, especially science related type stuff, it's always a big thrill.
5: We so. will definitely yeah. plug your website and Wardomatic on all your socials. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll drop yeah. the blog spot in there.
4: It's <laughs> so old school. It's like. There's not wow. a new
5: post since 2014, but we're going to link it.
4: <laughs> yeah, Sorry. people are going to want to see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I have some great stuff. Like, from, yeah. it goes way back to 2004, yeah. I think. I love all wow. your self portraits. Take, there's 10 years of blogging in there. <laughs> Nick, Nick is like oh wow
1: you have on your website that you do commissions do you still do
4: that like if our fans um, want to reach out it not as much because i i the storyboard stuff just takes so much but um, oh yeah it is funny you brought that up because i am actually getting ready now that i'm done with uh with storyboarding right now um i actually am doing one Commission right before Christmas, so uh, I, I like to do that sometimes as, as a way to kind of it's a nice balance. You yeah, know? yeah,
5: they're very personal and sweet. We'll, uh, we'll reach
4: out oh, yeah, for for
2: yeah. some entertain this yeah. commissioned yeah. <gasps> art.
5: The boys could be oh, fun. I would
2: <laughs> actually love that so much. <laughs> I will give you three million.
3: <laughs>
5: Starting the bidding yeah, high. I'll huh, give buddy? you all <laughs> my bitcoins.
0: <laughs> three million Zimbabwean dollars. Uh,
4: oh, okay,
1: <laughs> perfect. There it is. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Well, thank you again, Ward. Um, Do our quick little sign off real quick. Thank you guys so much for listening uh, to the podcast. We always appreciate it. If there's anything that you haven't heard us cover, I mean, sometimes we just go wild and we bring on an awesome illustrator and animator to come (laughs) on and tell us about their career. But if there's something something that we haven't covered in the realm of entertainment that you want to hear us cover or you just want to hear someone talk about for a while, shoot us an email. It's the quickest way to get in contact with us. Our email is entertainthispodcasts at gmail.com. You can also go to our website. That's www.entertainthis.net. And all the way at the bottom, there's a little uh, questionnaire that you can fill out. And that sends it straight to our inbox as well in case you just want to do it that way. It makes it a little bit easier. You can also find us on uh, Twitter. We are entertain underscore this. On Instagram, we are entertainthispodcast. We have a Facebook group. It is, po- or is entertain this. No, it's podcast entertain this. <laughs> yep. On YouTube, we entertain this. Just look for our logo. Our branding is, you know, pretty solid across the board. Uh, And as always, entertain us so we can entertain you. And you can entertain this. We'll see you guys (laughs) next Friday. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Special
0: thanks to Ward Jenkins for joining us on this episode. Additional commentary was provided by Nick Mustakangas, Alex Steele, Michael Savoya, and Chloe Price. Our theme music is Rush Bubble by Aaron Spencer with additional interstitial music by DJW. Tune in every Friday for new episodes, and thanks for listening.